After the ruin, we started over, creating a new society, one of true equality. Rules were the building blocks of that equality. We learned them as new children. Rules like use precise language, wear your assigned clothing, take your morning medication, injected, obey the curfew, never lie. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode something 163, and tonight we're talking about The Giver. I am Sean Allred, and John, uh, joining me, John, I can't talk. I am Sean Allred, gosh, on (laughs) medication still. He's high on that moonshine, folks. I wish. That'd be a lot better than what I've been taking. Joining me tonight is Andrew. Jonas kind of looks like Zach Morris, Jimison. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. Wow, that that escalated. Uh, Yeah. All right. We're the best. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, Yeah. We're on that high from Kung Fury last week. Yeah, that was such a fun <laughs> episode. Oh my gosh! Um, I might actually make Kimberly watch that. It's uh, it's thirty minutes of watching her look at me confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it actually might be worth it, Sam, to like yeah. put her put a microphone near her and just to like record her reactions. <laughs> you know, of her just going, "Why? Why are you making me watch this?" Anyway, Corny, what? if the food is black and white, what does it taste like, Logan? Like chicken. Wait, is that racist? I actually probably, yeah, probably straight vegetarian, perhaps. Yeah. See, corn. The funny thing is, is that I was actually going to originally make that your middle name. Is if the food is black and white, does it all still taste like chicken? Um, but I thought what I changed it because I thought it would be funnier. But <laughs> it's funny that you still said that anyway. Um, I think it all tastes like tofu, which has no taste. Yeah, I'd imagine no no flavor. You don't want grease. Yeah. Uh, and Sam lies for his personal amusement vector. I would. And do. I would. And just so you know, Sean, yes. that edge is awfully appealing. Why don't you take a look over this edge on this plateau for just a second? I'm sure I'll be fine just because quick he peek. can take a dirt just, bike with a baby in it and jump off and then land on two wheels. I'm sure I'll be fine. Dude, that baby was in peril like 100% of this movie. <laughs> it was It was safer in the hands of, of, uh, of Tarzan. With uh, with his you know death needle than it was in yeah. the hands of Jonas. I mean, I mean the, the the baby had blood on its head from the tumble he took down the freaking mountain. Yeah, man. That, that, I was like, good lord, the poor baby. That baby was very resilient. Which, by the way, I'm just gonna go ahead and skip ahead to this. This isn't one of my notes, but that backpack that he had. Okay, <laughs> all four of us have children. Have yeah, and we all um, uh, corny's past that the age when you have to carry everything with you. But like. I have an infant, 
I mean, I have a backpack that we carry with her that has extra diapers, bottles, little snacky food, toys, change of clothes, diapers, right? He had not only all of those things to take care of this kid, but then winter clothes for himself. Like, this was like Hermione's pocketbook thing that she took all of their books and stuff with. Like, this thing was magical. So, anyway. Uh, uh, funny. Uh, it's a Mary Poppins bag is what it was. Okay. Yes. No kidding. Anyway, um, yeah. I know I skipped ahead about an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, but uh, we're yeah, talking about anyway. The Giver, uh, 2014's movie The Giver, um, based, on the, based on the 1993 book. Um, yes, the, very good the book, Giver. by the way. Stupid effing book. St- oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you have it? Uh, I was you. not even prepared for something like that. Oh, Sean. Oop, that's not the right thing. Wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, though there was one of those. Oh, my God. There was tons of montages. Like, in this I feel film. like the whole book was a freaking montage. Um, you can't keep a good robot down. Where the hell is it? <laughs> I don't think it was that was it. No, it's not. All it right, sounded well, a little bit like... Uh, all right, well, nice Andrew, give us, give us what this movie is while I find the clip and turn off the really loud machine behind me. In a seemingly perfect community, without war, pain, suffering, differences, or choice, a young boy is chosen to learn from an elderly man about the true pain and pleasure of the real world. The real world. Pleasure. On MTV. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess that's one good thing about the dystopian future. There is no more MTV. Um... Well, video did kill the radio star, so I'm still yeah. kind of pissed I guess off. you'd have to go back to black and white then. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, black and white MTV still sounds bad. The reason why I'm not shocked is because she reminds me of a coworker of mine. Oh, what is happening? That coworker. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I just heard myself talk. Yeah, that was not, not supposed to happen. <laughs> I thought you were actually talking. I was. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I thought it was too, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I was looking for stupid, F, you know, stupid book, right? So I did a search for book, and it pulled up Silver Linings Playbook. So when I hit enter, it actually pulled up the original, um, actual full file, and for some reason, it was just there. So sorry, oh. corny. <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> like uh, that had to have been an old, old cast or something, yeah, right? It was, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Stupid book. There you go. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, now it's now it's in my my. Ooh, yes. That too. Oh wait, I what? I have it already in here. So confused. That's fine. Hey, bro. All right. Anyway, so 2014's The Giver, based on the book, like we said, uh, and Andrew said. Am I the only one that's read this novel? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't read. <laughs> I, I do read. I've just honestly, I had never heard of it okay. until the movie came out, and I remember a bunch of people being all really excited. Ooh, they're making a book out of or a movie out of the, the Giver, and they were really excited, and they were really excited. And the movie came out, and everyone was really pissed. Mm-hmm. And people were like, "Oh, this is the worst thing ever." And well, they did like every other movie was doing at the time, and made it into a uh, Twilight type of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so Sam, you having been the only one that's read it, I guess, um, then it probably will be easier for the purpose of the podcast because typically if we watch a movie that's based on a book, we try not to compare back and forth. 
um, because it's sometimes unfair because the listener hasn't uh, read the book either. Um, and I and and I'm I can only take, you know, what I assume is you know things from the movie that were left out that were in the book that would make the movie I think make more sense. But the thing that I find most interesting is that Jeff Bridges uh, bought the rights to this movie years ago. Because uh, he loved really? the book, yeah, he loved the book so much. He bought the rights. He wanted to make this movie ten years ago, and he wanted to cast his dad as the giver, um, sure. the giver man. Um, Interesting, old man McGiver, old man McGilligan. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> old man giver, right? Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, but anyway, uh, it didn't happen, and then things, and then whatever, and then they made this movie. So the fact that Jeff Bridges is in this movie and made it. Makes me think that he was fairly happy with it, um, and well, I guess we'll get into how we all feel individually about this movie. But yeah, um, oh, that would be a novel idea. That would be a novel idea. <laughs> nice. Uh, IMDb has it a six point five, so we'll see if uh, right. how we uh, yeah how we align with the rest of the public. So, Andrew, your kind of your initial uh, impressions, sir. Well. Uh... Like I said last week, or whenever we mentioned The Giver, I assumed that it was a Nicholas Sparks book. Um, oh, sure. By the title and the cover poster of the uh, Netflix cover there. And it's not. No. <laughs> um, nor does it feel like one watching it, uh, although I guess it could be. Um, this is a... Not not really a love story, but uh, more of a drama, and set in the future post-apocalyptic types. Sorry, that word didn't come out. Post-apocalyptic um, world, and well, well, hold on, sorry, dystopian, but sorry. dystopian, okay. sure. Thank you. Sorry. Um. So, you know, I I didn't really hate it, but I didn't really like it either. And to me, the acting wasn't all that great. Um, I felt like this is one of Meryl Streep's worst movies. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of hers, but everybody else seems to be. Um, but I didn't like her in this at all. And I feel like the uh, main characters were kind of unknown and I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was uh, yeah I mean maybe they spend all their money on Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep um, she was actually old well she <laughs> was uh, she, I mean according to Sam she's not even really in the book no they they increased her role significantly because you need a primary antagonist to you know focus on right um but, you know, I just, it, I didn't buy into it. I really thought that the ending would go somewhere else. You know, and I think had the <laughs> ending been different, I might have liked it. Um, but it, to me, the movie just kind of stopped. And it, there was no resolution. I mean, there sort of was, but I don't know. We didn't get our... For me, anyway, we didn't get our happy ending. It was, I mean, I guess it was there, but I don't know. Did it need a happy ending? No, but for me, it did. 
<laughs> I think I was just waiting for something exciting to happen, and it never happened. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Right, Sorry, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, fair. Uh, uh, yeah, corny. Uh, so I really didn't want want to watch this movie, um, because you said Taylor Swift was going to be in it, and um, <laughs> I, for some odd reason, I just felt it was going to be a you know a, a Twilight type story, and it wasn't. So that was good, and I was actually happy about that. But um, overall, it was such a weird story. But there were, uh, sorry, let me rephrase. The story had a real, uh, a real potential to be very interesting. And I think they wasted that opportunity. Um, yeah. We're trying to do a little bit of a love story, and you know, people need to know the truth, conspiracy stuff. It didn't. It felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be until the end of the movie, and um, it made it kind of hard to watch. But uh, uh, that baby is a super baby, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, that, baby would, that baby would make parents sleep easy at night. Yeah, no, because you can't kill it. I could just see my I, my wife is so concerned about helmets on her kids. You know, I grew up riding a bike with no helmet, and you can kind of tell, 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 tell sometimes. But <laughs> wait, wait, did you do that on purpose? No, um, that was not the but, end. Of <laughs> but the, the, not only did he not have one on this motorbike, but the baby had no protection. It was and in that egg to jump over the cliff. <laughs> I, I just, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that part of my butthole. Works for Knight Rider. (laughs) Works for Knight Rider. I wonder if it paused in midair and then a narrator would come on and said, you know, them boys, they were out of getting in trouble again this time. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a commercial. I see what you you did there. Yeah. 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 See, but the Dukes would represent, uh, you know, emotion. We can't have that. But he did have emotion by that point. That's true. He did. Boss Hog would be the one. Um, well, no, he was just always angry. Get, 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 get him! <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what's happening right now. Uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane, God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, speaking uh, of God rest his soul, have we uh, heard from Chad lately? Actually, no. He's in New York, I thought. But... Uh, he's been posting pictures, yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, that could be a trap. Nah, you get, go get an axe. Yeah, yeah he's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam. Sorry about the, yeah, yes, sir. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, well, of course, you know, I guess I'm the only one that read the book, um, but I read it a very long time ago, so I couldn't quite remember um, the exact details. Uh, but um, how can I say this? Uh, the movie has a lot of things to say but doesn't say them very well um you know it's all about emotion and the keeping society safe by keeping out any kind of feeling and um there's there's a lot of interesting i you know a lot of interesting stories about you know what happened to get them to this place you know why is it that everybody is white at this place why is it that uh, you know, that they have to follow these certain rules. And this movie, especially, it does one of the cardinal sins that I don't like about movies is that it doesn't follow its own rules. Yes. How how does the elder, how do the elders, it seems like she has a lot of emotion. 
Let's just say that. And um, well, I hold just, on, hang on, hang that on. Kind of, yeah. You remember this? This isn't um, a gun caught up movie, The Equalizer, where you can't have emotion yet. Um, dude, man was smiling the whole movie. I, I think it was like the drug was supposed to suppress like your deep emotions, your love, hate. You can still have emotion. You can still be happy for your friend or proud of their thing or whatever. So like emotions were still a thing. Um, but like they were very Indeed. shallow emotions, if that makes sense. But it, te- it seemed to me like she had deeper problems along with, um, Mr. Pilot dude who I can't remember in, if he was even in the book. He was still taking his he, meds. He was in, the, um, he was in the book. Um, because he doesn't betray him in the book. Oh, okay. So uh, just, it, there was a few little odds and ends that it made me uncomfortable. The ending I'm kind of with, uh, I think Andrew mentioned it is very ambiguous in the book. I do remember that you, aren't told exactly what happens. And um, I kind of like that because you, you kind of use your own imagination to figure out what's happening. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we can hash it out and I'll, I'll know more. But it's uh, it's a hard movie to describe. I really wish that when you were with... What's the main character's name? Um, Jonas. Jonas, when you were with Jonas, the world was in color, right? Because he was, he was seeing mm-hmm. color. But it seemed like sometimes you, they'd kick it out to these other characters and you were still in color. That would have been cooler if they kept that black and white, I thought. They did. I mean, like, whenever it was just Meryl Streep and Jeff Bridges, it was in black and white. When the mm, only I'd, time... I'd look at that again. I just did the clips for it. So, I mean, it was, it was in yeah. black and white. Um, but it wasn't consistently always in black and white. Well, the only other person, the only other time there was ever color, it was when, what's her name? Uh, uh, not Olivia. Um, the girl, Fiona, when she stops taking her meds, she slowly starts getting into color. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, when she's having her, like, when they, they're chasing, like, when after the chase, and they take her to prison, right? Which is like the happiest prison they've ever I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> she's kind of, sort of black, like color-ish. And then they give her the meds, and then she goes full black and white again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they did a pretty good job of that. That's one of the few things I'll defend the movie on. Few. Things okay, I'll defend. I think they did a good job. I'm trying to remember, but maybe Jeff Bridges scenes. Because he can see color, so maybe, yeah. maybe that scene we're seeing color there. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I just thought it was inconsistent um, from what I saw, but that's just me. Oh, that's fine. Um, is it? Is it though? Is it fun? I don't know. <laughs> Do you need? Did you need your meds to calm down? Is that? <laughs> I. Uh, I it, the love triangle that wasn't really there was seemed really forced. You're right. That um, was very that, WB. Because basically it was one CW. scene and then that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like it never, I mean, like you see the three of them. They're all three attractive people. And you're like, okay, obviously the hero and the girl are going to get together. And then the other guy is going to be an Edward and from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and betray them. Like you could see that coming 
really early on. But there was no reason to. Like, you'd see them holding hands and he would get jealous. And I'm not sure why he would get jealous because it's it's against the rules to touch somebody outside of your family unit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why he would get jealousy. And so some of the, I guess it's my turn. But some of the things that, are like, annoyed me about the movie, to your point, Sam, of inconsistency. So I understand in this this world where they've they everything's black and white and i think that's actually a really cool way to do it because basically like they've drugged you to the point that you can't see color because they they want everything to be the same um i guess that was to as a uh, a joke that andrew made with the uh uh <laughs> sig Heil reference i would i would have actually gone more of the communist route than the the um nazis nazi route but eh, whatever same thing i guess um so they're all the same and and you you can't have like the deep emotions, and you have to if you say a word, and then they say you know further explain your words or whatever. The, the dialogue was actually annoying to me that mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, and I know it's probably supposed to be. I couldn't stand mm-hmm. Katie Holmes. Like I just I didn't like her at all. She looked rough in this movie. I just she annoyed me. And it's, it happens she when you like to she was a heroine. Well, the funny yeah. thing is, she's only ten years older than the, the than the dude pl- who's playing her son. Yeah, I mean she's my well, age, and I thought age. it was kind of funny that you know she's basically had all these problems getting out of the whole Scientology stuff, and uh, and this is a lot to do with how they try to control their members. Yeah, well, so they like, but we won't talk about that because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> Who's gonna sue us? You have to have people listen to us to get sued. Um, so like they there was the inconsistency was like. Like, why would he have jealousy? Like, isn't that kind of a deep emotion? Like, wouldn't that be a thing that's not a thing now? What would you have ever to be jealous of in this world? Everyone has the same thing. You know, like, it didn't, there should be no jealousy. So the fact that they even show it in the movie is, I think, wrong. I don't think that should ever have been a thing. Because but there, it, always, there will always be jealousy. You might have the exact same thing as your neighbor, but he's got a hotter wife. In our world. But in their world, yeah. where they're, uh, the idea is, is that everything is the same and everything is laid out for you, and the and the and the elders are never wrong, and I hate phrases like that, but it's fine. Um, and, and not not that they say it on a movie, as in like, as an idea, because whenever you hear phrases like that, you're like, oh, something's wrong, you know, um, mm-hmm. for the greater good, blah 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 stuff, right? Um, for the greater good, um, shut it. <laughs> um. But, like, I don't know, I just, I think what we're supposed to infer is that the reason why he was willing to betray his friends so quickly is because of the love triangle thing, I guess, maybe. I mean, why else put it in there in the movie in the first place, right? Like, I was just confused, though, if he could even feel love, because it was a, I mean, you could tell that it was a foreign yeah. Idea. Like, how do yeah. they procreate? So how would he book? be jealous? They don't. That's the thing. They, no. Those babies are created. They aren't procreated. How? Like, test tube? Test tube. Weird. Yep. You've, Weird seen, you've seen Attack of the Clones. Right. Um, little creatures come on and... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you know, and the whole idea of family units not being... <laughs> unit. <laughs> well, none of it's based on love. I mean, you're right. It's yeah. all based on compatibility and, and whatever, and there's no remorse. Like, I'm going to be real honest with you. The scene when Scarzard 
kills the infant. That Holy I, bothered me, and I didn't yeah. expect it to be in the movie. And it, I mean, full on tears last night watching it. It was hard to watch. And and not just the fact that he kills this infant because it's one unit less than the other one, and he puts mm-hmm. it in a box and slides it down a chute like it's garbage, but that he has no remorse or even understanding that what he's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just so brainwashy and crazy. Um, well, look at the Nazis in Germany. Look yeah. at the people running the death camps. Yeah. Same idea. You're right. I mean, you're, yeah, it's, you're it's, not, you're not. yeah, it's a proven, proven fact that it, you know, people are scummy sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. But like the the terror, the, I guess what makes this book movie. So there's some things in the movie that I, I think are worth talking about are these ideas that if you eliminate people's free will, does that make life better? And it might make life safer and easier, but I think the point of the movie is that it's not better because without without loss, then you can't appreciate love. And without um, uh, all of the bad, then you can't have the good. And their idea of, of utopia is there is no bad, but there is no good. There is just gray. Um, yeah, and you know, you got to think how... When we have good times in our lives, it's made that much better because we have bad times to weigh it against. Yeah, you know the whole darkest before the dawn type of thing, and uh, it's I don't know crazy, crazy to me that you would give up the good for not to avoid the bad. Let's just say that. Um, I, I equate it to beer. You know, it's bad for you, but damn, you know, it makes everything better. Well, there. Well, sure. As I drink mine. As you drink your beer. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, you're. I, I do think about it. I think, Corny, you mentioned it. How do you get to these this future? Like, I I read The Hunger Games, and I always think, how do you get there? Because it's mm-hmm. supposed to be our future. Um, like, how did we get to this point where we 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 broke into these weird factions and then did this thing and then had a war and then for 75 years we're okay with kids killing each other or mm-hmm. um whatever the maze runner is i don't know what the hell that movie is or that book series like how did you the, get there the first and, book is amazing don't read the rest yeah, okay yeah. so like it's all how about did, corn so like they talk about the ruin like how did they get to this point <laughs> it's all about corn i just got that wow um <laughs> tee they like how do you get to this point? But the other thing is interesting that the movie ends with is with the house at the hill with the sled, and Rosebud. I watched this with my nice. <laughs> I watched this with my wife, and and she kind of looks at me and she says, "Wait, what the hell is the house? Is the house is real?" And I said, "I guess, I guess that's, that's what we're supposed to believe is that the the rest of the world is fine." And well, here's on, the deal, right? And you know, you see the, the vision of the sled, right? And he gets mm-hmm. the joy of going down the hill and all that sort of stuff. That is definitely in the book, right? Okay. But the way the book ends is completely different than the way the movie ends. It, am I allowed to ruin a book that's you're, 20 years old? No, you're fine. No. Spoil the hell okay. out of it. The movie ends with him basically wandering this wilderness. The book. And I'm sorry. Yeah, the book ends with him wandering the, the, the wilderness and he sees a sled and it ends. Oh, but there's the, but he passes the border and then the memory thing happens. I I think so. 
if I remember right, but I, I remember, I remember it ending very, um, abruptly. abruptly. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, it left, you know, what the heck was this? And it just called back his first vision that he had. Hmm. He and Gabriel so, slid down, ride the sled down towards a house filled with color lights and the warmth of love and a Christmas tree. And for the first time, he hears something he believes to be music. The ending is ambiguous. So he does find the house. Yeah. Uh, with Jonas depicted as experiencing symptoms of hypothermia, he leaves his and Gabriel's future unresolved. Uh, however, their you know, fate. That is true. Hypothermia, you do. You do start to hallucinate. Uh, however, their fate is revealed in Gathering Blue and in the in Messenger companion what? novels written much later. So apparently there are kind of sequels. Huh. Gathering Blue is a young adult social science novel written in 2000. It is a companion to the book The Giver. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess the way I read I I first I didn't foresee it. The way I perceived it is that the rest of the world, this is like the village, right? Like, <laughs> spoiler, on the village. Was, yeah, was the rest of the village, or the rest of the world okay, and yeah. this village was on the... Yeah, it's just you know, on this plateau. A that peak they, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's somewhere in Denver, Colorado, on a mountain, that they've shaved flat and have the technology for, you know, <clears throat> climate control, right? Before they screw up mm-hmm. the climate control, and then we get the colony moving, right? Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, and then Loris Fishburne has to get blown up on a bridge. It's very all very strange. But anyway, and then there's a train that goes snakes through the rest of the world. It's all connected. Uh, Absolutely, this, this well is, done. Actually, this is it what was. kickstarts all of it. What were you going to say, Andrew? No, I I said that was well done. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, we could probably find a way to connect all dystopian. Connect them all, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, any dystopian future. Kind oh, of what thing. we should do for our 200th episode, connect every movie. Uh, oh, so uh, one. I don't, there's a lot that I don't think if I would want to. <laughs> that hurts my brain thinking about it. Yeah. Some beavers can just die along with Poltergeist and the ABCs of death. Rubber. And rubber. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so I will say this about this movie. Uh, Andrew always has his little belief that if the movie doesn't keep his attention, it was a shit film. Um, I don't think this is a particularly good movie, but it held my attention to the point that I actually stopped taking notes about halfway through and realized that I had not written down any times to capture audio. <laughs> so I had to go back and like rewatch segments of the movie so I could find audio clips for, for the show. Because I was kind of kind of entranced in the movie and I'm going to be real honest uh, somebody mentioned that the performances weren't very good I didn't think the three kids were all that great um, I thought the girl was she's attractive she's cute and she was fine I thought Zach Morris was a little stiff but um, I thought Jeff Bridges is great but I'm also I had, a, I had trouble with Jeff Bridges I'm also super biased because I like I like old man Jeff Bridges but here's the thing if you've seen True Grit, the remake of True yeah. Grit, yeah, every okay. movie I, he's done since then, it's the same guy. I just assume yeah. he's Rooster Cogburn from now on. He, <laughs> I always he, picture him as the guy from uh, the R.I.P.D. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that movie. That's not, I do too. It's good. Not very good, but it's fun. It is fun. I was to say, uh, personally, I, I usually see him in a uh, 
uh, a stolen uh, suit of armor fighting Tony Stark sure. on top of a building. Yeah, I, I did not like his mumble mumble mouth. Well, that's one. what he's done ever since uh, True Grit. True Grit. Yeah. Did he have a stroke? I don't know. No, I don't think so. But like, ever like when he did his 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 version of Rooster Cogburn and that he had that he had that talk where he it's like he's got something in his mouth all the time, like he's got backy dip or something always yeah. in his mouth, and and it's like his lips are too big or something. And then ever since then he's like, because he didn't do it in Iron Man one. No, he but did not. He did it. Nope. But once he's done Rooster Cogburn, every movie I've seen since then, I mean, he did it. He was basically Rooster Cogburn in that R.I.P.D. movie. I mean, he was yep. he was basically a cowboy with the exact same beard. They basically said we, I mean, and his backstory was a cowboy who was shot and killed by Indians. For all we know, he was playing Rooster, Rooster Cogburn. Cogburn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the only difference is he didn't. He had both of his eyes. Um, I mean, so maybe when you die, you get them back. I don't know, but. He, uh, the way he talked the whole time, just uh, ever since then, I've noticed this. That's just the way he talks now. Um, Meryl Streep, I thought, was a little wasted. And frankly, she was in between. She would literally go film Into the Woods and then come over and do this. So <laughs> she was like, going to do a big budget Disney movie with singing where I could probably win an Oscar or this thing. Mm. I'm gonna worry about that other movie. And this is paying for her her lattes in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah. This was a <laughs> super yeah, well. It's a low budget movie. <laughs> it is California. It's at latte lattes. <laughs> yeah, it is California. It's like fifteen dollar latte or something. Um, Kiss my grits. I don't know if that's real or not, but it seems real. Um. Uh. So yeah, I wrote uh something about the eject. I took my glasses off because my eyes hurt so bad, but now I can't read my notes. Um, the, the injections are kind of like the equalizer movie. Um, and, uh, and he, and of course the hero fakes them, um, which I thought was cool. Uh, lots of cameras to a very big brother ish in this movie. Um, I mean, they had damn cameras everywhere. Jeez. Um, uh, 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 if the receiver and giver are so dangerous, then why have it? So I get, maybe it's explained in the book. I don't know. But maybe they decided that because of their history is so bad that if we can erase it from our memory, but in order to do that as a people, then we have to store it somewhere. For their people. Well, he, here's what I took from it when I read slash watched. Right. The, the memories are there and the, the giver is there not to just pass down the memories, but to have the memories in so far that he can use them, he or she can use them to remind them what not to do. Yeah, and he and I actually captured that clip of him saying that. Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry, I thought you were confused. My, my confusion is, it seems like if, it, it seems to me that Meryl Streep the whole time is is scared of this idea that you know, well, we remember what happened to the last one, and you know he could be dangerous. And you know, it seems like if this person, the the receiver, is such a threat to their lifestyle, mm -hmm. then then they should do one of several things. One, you're now the receiver. You are now living in that little cottage on the edge of the world, 
and you can't, away from your family unit. Yeah, and you can't come back until Rooster Cogburn dies, and now you become the giver or the receiver yeah, the, or whatever. The rules to that whole process are are really bad. Like, yeah, it was born to fail. You're, mm-hmm. you're asking an 18 year old kid to receive. It's basically maybe we don't even know if it is more than 18, right? Well, you know they are playing 18. I think they actually say 18 in the in the movie. Well, no, I mean they they talk about the uh, the nines and tens being. Oh, I guess uh, the nine. The nines being the halfway, and then okay, 18, so it has you, to be 18. Yeah, but yeah. it's like the Amish. You know, now if I don't think there's any Amish listening to the podcast because that would be a that uh, would be weird. Yeah, unless they somehow can convert this to record player. Anyway. <laughs> the phonograph, and there's somebody playing the phonograph. They stamp our show to a phonograph. Uh, it's like jumping. It says, I don't talk bad about people during my ex, except the Amish. I t- say terrible shit about the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, when they hit 18, and like they get there, some of them are allowed to go out into the world and experience all these new things, and then they can, they can either choose to come back or not. It's like you're, you're basically saying that at the age of 18, you're going to give all these, I'm basically going to matrix into you all these life experiences and then you can't share them with anyone like our brains aren't fully developed until about 25 anyway so that's a terrible yeah. idea just just saying well and and i also have to mention another thing that the book does that the movie doesn't when he gives the memories away in the book he loses those memories mm-hmm. so oh, one of the memories yeah one of the memories the boy saves for him is the memory of his daughter playing piano, and he's like, don't give me that. You can keep that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. See, I would have liked to have seen that. Mm-hmm. It would have made Taylor Swift's existence more tolerable. Well, it would have also <laughs> kind of made their um, experiences together have more meaning and weight and consequence. And what's Absolutely. The, what totally are trying agree. to say? Like... I can't use words. Um, not merit. Impact. Yeah, impact. impact. Yeah, I was trying to think of like when something has it matters because they're like the limitation. I don't know. I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. But like, if you put some precision of words. Yes. Pr- yes. When you have <laughs> when you put a value on something because of it. Uh, uniqueness like that. I mean, if if he gives the memory and then it disappears, that me- that memory is now precious. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. So so if this kid would would die or or commit suicide or jump off a cliff, the then, entire society loses that memory. Right. So even so, even in the book, the memories that he imparted on Rosemary are gone because she left. Yeah. She went mm. to uh, Saint Elsewhere. Or not Saint Elsewhere. Nice. Um, and really early on when they talked about elsewhere, I'm like, that's death, right? That's just what they're calling death (laughs) because I assumed that it was a physical place, but I expected it to be like the pit of bodies from 300. Oh, maybe that's, they just throw them over the side. I mean, seriously, that's what I figured they're doing. Um, you know, look over the edge. What do you see? Nothing. Yep. Yeah. And then push. (laughs) I mean, so there's something that bothered me about Rosemary. Other than the fact the that it's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Um, when, you know, they kept saying, you know, what happened to the last one? Well, what exactly happened that was so bad? Yes, she saw something she didn't want to see, but well, I, I don't understand why she had to go. It was the same reason why he left, is because they've, you know, for his entire life, he had never experienced pain. 
or loss. And all of a sudden he's given a memory of Vietnam where his comrades and arms are getting killed and then he ends up shooting a woman. Right. I mean, I I know that, but... But, I mean, I guess my thinking is... It made it seem like they... It made it seem like the... Whatever they are. The leaders and the elders. The elders, yeah. Oh, the elders. Forced her out. No, no, no. She left because she didn't want to receive any more memories. Yeah. Okay. She was done. Done with it. Yeah, he said he gave her a memory of uh, a woman, a mother losing her child to know what real loss is. And once she felt it, she's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is too unbearable. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, hell yeah, that's, that's a tough one to give. Um, he probably could have like eased her in on that, like <laughs> have a puppy die or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, it could have been a lot better, I think. Um, is that where, uh, <laughs> blank space came from? Maybe, maybe she wrote it after, after receiving. I'm, I'm sorry. That's terrible. Is that a, is that a, is that a song she wrote? Speaking of, how did how did Sarah take that baby scene? I, I didn't I didn't her? I didn't ask her. I looked over. I was trying to see if she was was crying as much as I was. Um, yeah. I I couldn't tell, but she didn't talk about it. Um, mm. Probably for the same reasons I didn't really want to talk about it either because it was hard. Same rules of Fight Club. Stop. I tell you, for for a young adult film, which is this was touted for. This was advertised to that. Mm-hmm. Th- that was a. A pretty hard scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it was. So, um, the Giver is the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope Gabe was strapped in. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, in a world without sin, why do they have taser sticks? You know, the little stun sticks. Like, why would yeah. they? Why would or, they? Or 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 um, a police uh, force. bodyguards or police force. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some people like uh, like things rough. And, uh, <laughs> um, let's get shocked a little bit. You know? Yeah, I guess. Just but, saying. So here's another thing that I thought interesting. So I'm I'm with you on the ideas that we're going to make everything the same, right? And they have this strange, polite culture, right? I I, I apologize for the intrusion. I accept, I your, accept apology. your apology. F all, off. Uh, yeah, like all this stuff, right? I okay, fine. But they oh, have, dude, I got it. Oh. It's Chick-fil-A in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, right. We're just going to live in a world of Chick-fil-A. This is exactly what we're headed towards. Actually, Corny, you're not wrong. So in, I know. In, yeah. Demol- in Demolition Man, when Taco Bell wins the fast food wars, in this future, it's Chick-fil-A that won the fast food wars. Ooh. Yeah. In fact, those, food, those meals they were eating kind of look like Chick-fil-A. I like it. Oh, wouldn't that be a... I like this idea. Creepy. I love a chicken mini right now. Oh, dude, I need anything right now. I'm starving. They their chicken um, breakfast burritos are like one of my favorite things ever. Oh, me Back. too. Oh, That's by the way, should we need um, to get a nice crunchy piece of chicken? And then there's that, that little salsa in a bag. Ooh, what is happening? Yeah. Did somebody just drive off? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, was that your pipes? Like. Apparently like somebody is driving their monster truck through my neighborhood. Please. <laughs> that would have been a great moment for Don't you dare get in that car and drive off. <laughs> Don't you dare come on an airplane. It's been a while since we had uh, street noise like that. When uh, Corny's old house, he used to have the train that would go by every week when we would record. So, Oh, that's right. I missed the train. I missed that train. Yeah. 
No, I don't. I don't miss it. Well, you don't miss the train as the on the other end of it is kind of. Um, um. Anyway, so I don't know what I was saying. Oh, I was going with the whole. Um, so I, I I buy all of that stuff, but mm-hmm. so all of us have. Uh, and Corny, your son just turned ten. Happy birthday! Oh yeah. Um, oh, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoops! Uh, I kid. So yeah. at the age of even, yeah, you did. Ah, wait, what? Get it? Get it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, so all of us, but all of us have y- younger children. Well, the ability to lie is learned, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. not, but I feel like that's something that they learn themselves through their oh, own um, doing. It's not like another kid taught them to lie. It's like, I broke a thing. Well, if I say I didn't break it, let's see what happens. No, Parker learned it very early on. Uh, this, this little kid, um, would like spill a cup of milk. I'd watch him do it. He would watch me watch him do it and then go, I don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah, and my son does. You little politician. That's right. Yeah. And my son's done that too. My point is that in this society where you can't lie, it's not because the drug forces you to, it's just a conscious decision. It just, that seems. Of the, honestly, that seems the most far-fetched thing of anything else in this movie uh, is that you can't lie. That just seems whatever. And I guess that drug that you get injected with um, can oppress thousands of years of evolution and instinct. Like <laughs> humans are born with very few instincts, but mating is one of them. That's why when you hit 14 – your body goes all crazy and says, "Time to mate because we die at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wait, what? That's why the gentleman in my classroom can't concentrate. Right, and among other things. So, anyway, whatever. Uh, one of the things that I really did like about the movie was the black and white bit. Um, again, I, maybe you're right, Sam. I just don't remember from what I thought I remember. Um, is that they were pretty consistent, but I liked the idea that he would get glimpses of the color and her hair and then an apple and then things. And it was very Pleasantville kind of like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And, the 90s song and kind of that, in, in kind of that same way too, though. Yeah. Where, you know, they're opening up their world to these. Yeah. And then there's of course the, the establishment that's fighting against it because it's safe and what they're used to. And, um, there's a Jeff Daniels in that one as opposed to Jeff Bridges. And, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, Spider-Man's in that one. Um, I don't have a... I don't think Which one? Tobes. Uh, Toby's oh. in that one. Tobes. I don't, I don't think there's a Spider-Man reference in this movie. Um, because there's not very many people in this movie. Um, anyway, True. it's fine. Though he's in... The new guy was in the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Or he's going to be in it. Okay. So, anyway. Um, that's kind of it for me for the movie. I yeah. mean, it yeah. it it anyway. it has some interesting ideas and, and good talking points. It really it does, but it's just it's a weird amalgam of, I I would say missed opportunities. Yeah, I think so. I think there was too, well. Okay, hold on. There was too much of um. 
thought there was a little too much <laughs> yes. of that. In the memories, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The training montage. I mean, it went, it, it spanned a year. Um, I thought it was a little too much of that. No. Sorry. And and like I think I don't know if you said it, Sean too. It would have been more impactful if these memories were more given more importance in terms of longevity. You know why it was important to have them, and if if Jeff Bridges was losing them as he was giving them away, mm-hmm. you know there's more importance to keeping the receiver alive. Yeah. So I think there's drama there that could have been expanded upon. I'm still trying to think of the word I was trying to say earlier, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Um, you ready for some clips? Clippy clips? Yeah. Little clippy clips. I got seven of them. Again, this movie has, I'm going to be real honest with you, this movie has very little joy because of the tone of the movie. Because of all and, the baby kiddings. And the point of the movie. So there's not a whole lot of humor to capture. So some of the things I captured aren't really humorous. It's just things that either I found interesting, like... This line, again, I mentioned earlier, I don't like it. Again, in, in movies, not the dialogue itself, but whenever someone in movies says, The elders are never wrong. Then I'm like, oh, something's up. And then I just didn't like the way she said it. The elders are never wrong. That's right. You listen to me. That's right. Batman's girlfriend. Um, This was said a whole lot in the movie. Don't apologize. Oh, not that part. I actually captured two other moments of apologies and then realized that I had captured three moments of apologies, and so I decided not to put those in, but this was probably the better one. Don't apologize to me ever again. Not here. You haven't the time. I apologize. It's an automatic pleasantry. It doesn't mean anything. I apologize. I'm sorry. I mean... Uh, that, that's, that's the closest you're going to get to humor. It'd have um, been great if he just dropped an f bomb right then. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably. I mean, I guess he. I guess he would know all of the curse words. Oh, dude! Could you? He'd be so cool. He'd be the guy going around doing f this and. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, is because no one would know what it meant. So he could walk up to you and use every slur, curse word, whatever <laughs> in the book, but they would. It would be gibberish to everyone. So, oh, good point. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like walking yeah. up to you, going booga da ba da ba da booga, and then to me, that's like the most offensive thing I've ever said. And to you, it sounded like the gibberish that it was. But you actually just cursed in Swahili. I'm sure it did. Do I need to bleep that out? Yes. Um, no, that'll be cursing in Swahili as well. Oh, <laughs> the beep noise. <laughs> oh, one star reviews from Central Central Africa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Wisdom. <laughs> Elders need guidance on matters that are beyond their experience. I provide wisdom. That is now your role to provide guidance in the present using memories of the past. Move closer. Move closer. Yeah. And I know. Again, I got understand. I understood why Sam that they did this. It just seemed super mm-hmm. reckless that the way they did it. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, they he didn't even know what a book was. They're called books. Like, oh, you don't. They're even called know. books. Oh, yeah, apparently it turned into Sean Connery is doing. Yeah. It. <laughs> um, the only other joke in the entire movie, literally. Your instructions said I can lie. Do you lie? Oh, all the time, mostly for personal amusement. But I won't lie to you. 
How do I know that's not a lie? There you go. That's the only joke in the movie. So yeah, I didn't really find that funny. I'm not saying that. I oh, could... no, no, there was actually another joke. Was there? Yeah, it was the ending of, uh, you know, do you know who I am? And then, no, because the old guy really didn't know who he was. The, the third part of the wheel, the uh, love triangle, at the very beginning of the movie, kind of-ish. Mm, remember that? No. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> must not have been a very talking. good joke. Yeah, the, yeah you're, you're right. I, I remember the, the three of them were talking, and they were talking about the old man being all whatever. And Yeah, I kind of remember that. But Okay, so, yeah. I'm not saying that in order for a movie to be good, it has to have humor. And I know some people say that that's why Marvel is better than DC because the Marvel movies have some humor in them. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. But um, I do think that you, if you're gonna have a serious film, it's okay to inject a little, little fun in it. I mean, even humor is there to make us like the characters which makes us relate to them i mean saving private ryan is a hard film and there's some humor in that you know like mm-hmm. when they yeah when when they're when making Vin fun of food in the neck i mean it is just hilarious yeah well i was thinking more <laughs> along the lines of when they're making fun of Oppum about fubar <laughs> and blowing kisses to each other and things like that like that's kind of funny or when he said, the guy's chewing some gum he says you got any more of that he pulls it out of his mouth and gives it to him like that's kind of funny you know in the face of or sudden death or certain death. Um, name of the movie. If I'm now the receiver, what does that make you? Well, then that must make me the giver. <laughs> okay. I knew you were. I knew you were cringing when I heard that, and I knew it was coming. I was like, "Oh Lord, here it comes. Oh, yeah. Sean's gonna hate it. Sean's gonna hate it." I actually was in the <laughs> in the living room upstairs, and I went up. Ah! Sarah looks and goes, what the hell was that? And then he said the I name of the I think it would have been better had he walked in there and said, so So how does this work? Okay, I pitch, you catch. <laughs> oh. Now move closer. <laughs> now. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you take, if you take everything out of, out of context, that, that whole bit can be pretty, uh, Pretty uh, gross. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, uh, there's nothing I can do to prepare you for what's about to happen. But if it makes you feel any better, you are completely helpless or, or something like that. Powerless, I think. Is you know, I didn't think about it that way, but now that I am. Yeah, you're, like. You're I mean, a terrible person. Wait. <laughs> Why am I terrible? Come closer. Come, come closer. closer. Get the chair. Come, come closer. I need an adult. I am an adult. Father of the Bride <laughs> 3 to film in Clemson, South Carolina. FOTB3. Interesting. My wife just sent me that. Um, I I guess I need to update my... Uh, uh, I need to get put on the South Carolina Film Registry. Yeah, you should. Um, that'd be kind of cool to get on that. That's crew. I don't want to be an extra. You can you know, run into Steve Martin. I mean, literally. how freaking cool would that be? That would be yeah. cool. I would, I would love to run into Steve Martin, physically or just to shake his hand. Um... <laughs> What clips was I on? Oh, uh, the giver. Uh, oh, this. Uh, a lie. We sit in chairs and don't talk all day long. And then when time is up, I come back here. And in the morning, I do it all again. I apologize, but I'm late. Your apology is accepted. 
Uh, oh, I so I lied. This is the last joke in the movie. So I think there, so. Corny's joke, and then the one I captured. So there were three jokes in the movie. This is the third one. I like this map. Don't mess it up. I'll be wanting it back. There you go. And he's not getting it back. And the only thing I can well, does he does he not? Does he not come back? I would assume he would come back somehow. Well, and I don't know. I, well, I never read the sequels, but yeah. as far as we know, he's wandering around in that. Christmas land. Well, if, if he found the house, the way I'm thinking, my my I, my brain tells me is he gets to that house and these people, oh my gosh, you poor thing. I assume they speak English. Um, they welcome him in. Oh, you've got a baby. Let's take care of the baby. And then he he, he found out it's Snowpiercer. Like this baby's gonna be delicious. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Insane. Uh, or the Reavers from the colony. Oh wow. Oh god. Wow, this got real dark. Or it's something happy and nice, and they're like, "Oh, come in!" And then he gets better, and they gave him some 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 gear, and then he says, "I'm gonna walk up that way," and then and then he does, and then he comes back home, and he gets to be with Fiona, and they get to experience all kinds of things together for the first time. A talking donkey shows up, and they go on crazy adventures. It's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. Okay. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, trivia. Um, oh, the only trope I wrote <laughs> was uh, sled ex machina. That's the only one I wrote. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Um, I guess I got the montage already. And then there was a bunch of dystopian future tropes, uh, dictators, afraid of change trope. Um, um, Jeff Bridges talks funny trope. I don't know. Um, trivia, Katie Holmes plays... I already said that she's only ten years older than him. Yeah, ten years older than him. Um, the film, although sometimes accurate, doesn't at any point follow the sequence of the novel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, in the novel, Asher becomes the assistant director of recreation instead of a drone flyer. In the movie, the ADR job, assistant director of recreation, goes to number fifty-three. Asher also turns on, also never turns on Jonas in the novel. Again, this trivia is bad. Not a whole lot. And in the novel, Jonas and Fiona do not kiss or form a romantic relationship. It's because they're 12 in the yeah, book. They're really young in the book. Yeah. That would have been a little weird and gross. So, In fact, this, that's why a lot of like eighth grade English teachers give this book out as mandatory reading. Because it's, it's perfect for kids who are in that stage of just discovering a lot of things about themselves they wouldn't really know. Right. And just like uh, Jonas does in there. Uh, yes. Uh, this movie's only three years old. Do we want to play the recasting game? I mean, and really the only people I would recast would be maybe the three teens. Um, but I don't really know who Danny DeVito in the uh, giver role. Danny okay. DeVito, that is uh, Joe Pesci in the uh, receiver role. This is yeah, the worst idea ever. I know you're being <laughs> silly, but could you imagine Danny DeVito like sitting there in that chair and he's like, "Hey, come How on, is kid, there not come a kid. buddy cop movie for those two. Oh, the two of them. <laughs> oh God, yes, Pesci and DeVito. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like these. I, I mean, Joe Pesci has been in Buddy Cops. Obviously, he was in Lethal Weapon and stuff. And yeah, but he Danny, wasn't one of the buddies. He was like an auxiliary he, character. Well, yeah, he was the third wheel. Yeah, um, <laughs> like a buddy cop with those two, and like they have to sit on new on on phone books to to see out of their cars. Oh my gosh! 
Be short joke after short joke after short joke. No kidding. Oh wait, this is a thing. Uh, this is a thing. Um, what? Hold this on. is your thing on drugs. <laughs> no, hold on. Danny DeVito. Oh, it's Joe Piscopo. Not. Oh. I was trying to find a movie that had both of them in it. There's a movie called Wise Guys that has Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo. Um, Not good enough. Joe Pesci and Danny DeVito. All right, here's a Joe Pesci movie, but it was not Danny DeVito. Damn it. All right, it doesn't exist. So anyway, I think that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know any, like, I'm not hip with the teen kids. Like, the only young uh, star I know right now is Tom Holland. That's because he's playing Spider-Man. I just, you know, like. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. You know, she's not really teen, but. No, no. I mean, she could probably play one. She certainly looks like one. Um, um, I, we, Sarah and I watched Hacksaw Ridge this weekend, which was, by the way, flipping awesome. I loved flipping, it. you say? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. It really was. Um, but I was, you know, it's really funny to watch Andrew Garfield, who's playing this kid who's you know nineteen twenty years really old. Really likes lasagna. Really. Yeah. Oh Garfield. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what a weird piece of trivia that you looked up. Oh wait, his last name's Garfield. Got it. And he hates Mondays he hates and Mondays. he likes to sleep yeah, yeah. in. I got it. Great. He's got a friend named Odie. Yeah. Um uh, these are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. These are the jokes. Yeah, sorry, uh, that's all you get. Uh but anyway, no, but like Andrew Garfield is like perpetually 19 he's like 32 and, and he looks like this 19 year old kid which by the way so go red box heart uh um, hacksaw ridge it's so good um It'll make you want to slap your mama <laughs> i love my mama no there's um <laughs> sorry we've been watching wreck it ralph in the house recently um but like i'm gonna wreck it the 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 best casting in the movie 100% Vince Vaughn as the drill instructor. Oh my gosh, he is incredible because he's still Vince Vaughn, but he's yelling at people. And he makes fun of, uh, so Andrew Garfield's character, he goes up to him and he's like, Corporal, and the guy comes over and he goes, keep this man away from a strong gust of wind or he's gonna get, we're going to lose him forever. And he says, you look like a, a corn stalk. I feel like I should pull an ear of corn out of your ass or something like that. Like, the whole movie is really like the 15 or 20 minutes that he's on film. Sarah and I were like in tears laughing. It was wonderful. But the movie itself is really great. Um, I, high praise for Mel Gibson for that movie, um, even though he still, Ooh, hates, oh. still hates the Jews. But it was a good film. <laughs> so go watch that movie um, and not The Giver. Um, that's it. That's all I'm going to play. What did we uh, Wait, what are we doing What next? did we learn? Nothing. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. That's more emotional. Excuse me while I whip this out. All right. Top three. (laughs) Is that our new top three sound? That's what you guys said. That's perfect. That's what I wrote it as. Top three. Excuse me while I whip this out. There we go. (laughs) Top three. So we decided to do uh, movies that are black and white or predominantly black and white or have some black and white moments in them. I guess you could do like flashbacks. That could be black and white. Um, so 
We'll be interested to see if any of us share uh, some I'm sure of the, we will. Uh, same movies. I'm sure we will, too. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Uh, I had a honorable mention to Pleasantville, but we already we already kind of talked about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three is Young Frankenstein, 1974. Yeah. Damn it. With Gene yeah. Wilder and uh, Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Uh, Wait. number two. Wait, she she's a, not in that. Yeah, she is. What is she in that? She's uh, not the. Uh, what is she? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I, I, there's only two women in the whole movie. The the she's hot the hot um assistant and his fiance. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> Okay, so while I, I think whip this up, I think you're making. While I whip this up, I think you're um, Frankenstein. Oh, she is. She's Frau Blucher. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Crap. I couldn't remember her name. I, I didn't she's in it, know though. that. Okay. Frau. So anyway, yeah. that would be number three for me. Number two, uh, going back a little further to 1960, with Jack Lemmon uh, in the apartment. Uh, Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Um, I went through a one the uh, what are that one of those movies uh, Grumpy Old Men when those yes. came out Grumpy yeah, Old yeah. Men I became a huge Jack Lemmon Walter Matthau fan and I went and watched the uh, the Odd Couple the Odd Couple Two uh, and then I ran across the apartment and it's a really good really good movie uh, and then number one I saw this with my wife who was my fiance at the time when she was taking film appreciation at Appalachian and we got to go to the IG Greer theater and <laughs> see, and uh-huh. see uh, on the town with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. Uh, and it's a really cool musical and uh, about some Navy boys as they come home and spend time ashore on leave. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, corny. It wasn't IG. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't IG Greer. Isn't that the one with the haunted seat? Yes, haunted okay. floor. That that, that ghost moved over to the new music building. Okay, the new one did it really? Yeah, Ooh. that's why the elevator always stops on the second floor. I thought it was because we used to force the doors open all the time. No, <laughs> well, the story I heard from Grandpa is that that was the ghost. Oh, uh, wasn't it Dave? Dave the ghost. Dave the ghost. Dave, um, yeah, yeah, and the elevator would open, and he's looking for his kid. So anyway. Okay. Uh, ghost stories are fun. Elevator a couple times. Um, I love telling people my ghost stories, and they get really freaked out. Because uh, Corny and I both worked in a building that was haunted by a little girl. <clears throat> anyway, little girl. Yeah, I forgot about that until now. Thanks, yeah, man. you're welcome. Now, now he'll sleep well tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he will. I made the mistake. Uh, it was a while ago. It was like a Saturday night, getting ready to go to bed, and then a buddy of mine posted like top five best ghost caught on CCTV. Oh, God. And I yeah. freaking watched that right before I went to sleep. Had a hard time going to sleep, honestly. <laughs> um, that was that that was a little... Uh, the, the one that got me the most was the... Um, <clears throat> it was like the uh, nanny cam, where you see a hand uh, come <clears throat> out of nowhere and touch the child. Oh, God. <laughs> Freaked me out. Now I'm, having, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Perfect. Take no. some more NyQuil. I'll make my face go numb. Uh, check uh, out check out creepy pasta, by the way. Creepy pasta. 
Creepypasta has some pretty awesome stories. Is that like a, oh, it's a website? Um, it's a website. A lot of times you'll see it shared a lot on Facebook. Okay. Very weird dinner, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We had spaghetti for dinner tonight, so that's interesting. Hey, there you go. Uh, whose turn is it? I don't even know. Corny, is it your turn? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, I have an honorable mention to honorable mention for Casablanca because I, I actually remembered I watched that and uh, I didn't really find it as impressive and awesome a movie as everyone says it is. As Chad it, says it is. And I'm sure it is. I just have to probably watch it again. Right. And, oh, yeah, um, my number uh, three is going to be uh, That's a Wonderful Life with Jeremy Stewart. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, my number two um, would be uh, Sin City, the first one, because mm. it's mostly black and white. Yeah. Not as many books read. And then my number one is uh, Young Frankenstein. Right. Okay. Did I just hear somebody's stomach churn? Yeah, I can hear it too. <laughs> wow. Was that a me? stomach? <laughs> oh, was it me? <laughs> yeah, it was me. Okay, good. Honestly, I figured it Mango, uh, sorbet, and Twizzlers. Is Alfredo's uh, mango? Uh-huh. Nice. That sounds good. Uh, Sam. All right. Um, I've got my number three spot. I've got the Chrome edition of Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I've heard this really good in black and white. Yeah, sweet. Um, I had Pleasantville in my number two, but I figured everybody else would use it, so I substituted that with Wizard of Oz. Okay, sure. And uh, mainly because the the black and white slash sepia tone, I guess you could call it, yeah, uh, makes the color look that much more vivid. And of course, number one, I've, I've seen like I've used this a lot. I don't know what kind of list we're making, but Schindler's List is uh, number one. All right, well, that's fine. Uh, I forgot about Wizard of Oz. It wouldn't be on mine, but I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I but, think Kimberly would kill me if I. Well, yeah, I'm sure that. she would. Yeah. Um, I yeah. guess I could use Oz the Great and Powerful as my like. Yeah, I tried to think if there was a black and white something in Jurassic Park, but I don't believe there is, unless you count the credits, and that doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Even the credits. So. Well, I guess the very end credits are just black on white text, yeah. but even the. <laughs> The main credits are like the Jurassic Park font. Um, uh, my honorable mentions are Psycho and The Birds, both Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock films. Birdemic? Not Birdemic. Oh my God, oh. Birdemic. <laughs> I've yet to see that. <laughs> I don't even know if I would watch it for the podcast, this podcast because it would wow. be an hour and 15 minutes of us going, this movie is the worst piece of shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the four of us could make a better film with... With forty thousand dollars and, and a bird we find on the road. I mean, <laughs> Sam, you could animate a, 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 a GIF of a bird better than that movie did with with Photoshop and Illustrator. Like I believe nice. that. My number three, I, I also wrote is uh, Schindler's List. Um, I thought you hadn't seen it yet. Uh, no, I've seen it. It was been years, oh, okay. but I've seen it. Uh, I watched it in high school. Um, Godfather, that's the that's the big one for you. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Godfather, um, the horse head thing. Yeah, uh, Pleasantville was my number two, and Young Frankenstein is my number one. God, I got to see Young Frankenstein. Because I was trying to think if there was any like the closest the closest I can come up to with Star Trek is a flashback scene in Star Trek Three. 
but it's it's like through uh we're we're seeing like a flashback from uh like a a video recording so it's like all blue so it's not even black and white it's like a CCTV where everything is blue and green mm. so yeah. that doesn't even count that was as close as I got um email didn't have an email but we did get a twitter thingy yeah um um somebody I posted today hey um Tonight we're reviewing The Giver. Some people hate it. Some people like it. Where do you? Where do you land? And real comic villains uh, at real comic heroes is their Twitter handle. Um, saying, "I, my name is Travis, was just bored by it. I neither, I neither liked it nor cared enough to dislike it." So thanks. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm kind of in that same way. I don't think I'd watch it again, but it was at least interesting enough to keep my attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. same way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, you, again, that was uh, we again. If you want to communicate with Twitter th- to with us, that's fine. Uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, email, whatever. Um, that's it. That was that's it. Out of ten is that time. Oh wait, I have a I have a noise for out of ten. Uh, this is out of ten. Wait, what's supposed to happen? There you go. So time for our out of ten. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm not gonna score this one very high. I don't think that's a surprise, but you know, I, I still stick with my original thought that if it doesn't keep my attention, it's not a great movie. And this one, whereas it did keep my attention more so than some other ones that have not been great movies, uh, I was more. It kept my attention more in the fact that I was waiting for something to happen, rather than it just being interesting to watch. So for that reason, I'm scoring this a 4.7 out of 10. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay, uh, Corny. Uh, I'm going to give it a, <clears throat> a 5.23. Um, I, I can't think of something snarky to say, but... Uh, <laughs> um, That's Tony right. Snark? Ha. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yes, I'll, I'll give it a 5.23, Tony Snark. I like it. Tony Snark, name the episode. Sam? 6.2. Oh, okay. Any, anything behind it? Any reason? Any thoughts? Um, I, I like the ideas it brings forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the, the execution all that well. I think this could have been the same way um, I believe uh, Ender's Game could have been a, a lot better. Mm-hmm should had they have maybe had a better director attached to it you know, with maybe. actors paying attention to the actual movie that they were doing yeah uh i'm gonna give it a i'm just gonna give it a straight five just a plain old five um for the uh, i think the same reason everybody else has i think this movie failed in some areas where it could have been um Honestly, it was a short movie it was only an hour and a half I think you mm-hmm. could stretch this movie out give it some content i'm not just I don't want to just add fluff, but give us some meat. Give us some reasons. Give us some rules to follow. Give us some... Um, I still can't think of the word I'm looking for, but whatever. Character like, development? No, well, no, not character development. But, I mean, like, we, we had some of that, I thought, at least with the people that we cared about. Um, but I don't know. Just... Keep um, a cohesive story. Yeah, and, and give us some... 
I don't know, consequences. I can't think of the word. My brain just sucks right now. So anyway, no, I'll, I, I think I'll, you, I think that's a good word. Just consequences for the actions taken. Yeah, and um. So anyway, so I I just give it a five because it's just, it's just a meh film. Um, and um, I mean I like Jeff Bridges and you know, that's about it. So uh, there you go, five. So pretty middle of the road. I'm sure it'll it'll probably land somewhere in the middle of our uh, pantheon of movies that mm-hmm. we've done. Um, so yeah, next week, cool. uh, something very different. Um, <laughs> so, oh, uh, we, we, we're kind of going up and down the, the, you know, lucky number 11, very serious, very action, very, uh, hard. And then we do sky high and then we go different, different comedy with blazing saddles. And then we do mm-hmm. something completely different with Scott Pilgrim. And then we do the strangest thing I've ever seen with Kung Fury. And then... <laughs> Back to serious with the giver, and next week we are doing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I uh, I am actually get over here. I'm super excited for this because this was again one of those movies that I watched with my buddy Steven a thousand times. I don't own it. Um, on what? on DVD, I have it on VHS somewhere. You know, I felt like we did this movie before, but I know we. Haven't. It was on the list when we first started the podcast way early on. It was on the list to do, huh. and it got pulled, um, like the week before we were going to do it. Okay, because it was supposed to be like our fourth or fifth movie. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was. Wow, has it been this long? Oh. Is it still on Netflix? Is the question? Well, yeah, it is. Well, it was as of um, today. Okay. I, well, I, I, what, I what I've done uh, on the list, uh, gentlemen, just to let you know, I've mm-hmm. gone through and checked. Uh, and apparently, on Netflix will let you know if the movie is leaving within the month. And so, um, a month from when I last updated, it was supposed to be there. So, yeah, cool. it's there. We're, we're good. Oh, we'll let you do that. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's there. So, anyway, um, I'm actually going back over just to make sure we haven't done it. No, we haven't done it. We're good. Uh, By so the way, you you got to check out the uh, trailer for um, The Defenders. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just saw that it posted, so as soon as we get off here, I'm going to go watch it. Um, yeah. I also watched Sing over the weekend, the cartoon with the singing animals. It was actually a lot more heart mm-hmm. than I anticipated. Zootopia is still way better, yeah. um, mm-hmm. a film, and has a better message, I think, but I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. But the, the gorilla, the kid gorilla, that's Eggy from um, uh, Kingsman. Oh wow, Eggsy! Sorry, it's Eggsy from Kingsman. Like, and he's singing. He's a he's a he's a talented kid. Um, and they they've dropped the trailer for Kingsman too, and um, we did an anchor post on it. Sam and I did, and it's yep. um, we're really excited. So, anyway, next week Mortal Kombat. Look, uh, can't wait. Uh, look for it. Should be fun. In the meantime, you can do all these fun things like. Go to our um, website, CheapSeatReviews.com. I should start playing the outro music in case I forget. Um, go to our website, CheapSeatReviews.com, where you can find links to um, other stuff. Um, uh, we have an Anchor uh, anchor uh, site now, so you go to the download the Anchor app, or you can just find it on, on our Twitter. You can just flow away, you know, whatever you want. And I'll have a, I'll, I'll have a link. Ooh, crusty audio. Sorry, Sam. You're all kinds of crusty. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what you sound? Oh, you're—that's terrible. <laughs> Stop. 
Um, <laughs> like us on face, Facebook. Not like us on Facebook. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Leave us a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on the Twitter at, uh, at Cheap Seat Cast. And, uh, of course, you can send us your emails uh, to Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. And also, please, if you can help us out, GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Helps pay for the show. Um, you guys did a great job last year getting money to help us out. Um, so we're uh, in uh, in need again, if you guys could help us out. 25 bucks gets you on this show. That's right. On the show. And it so, keeps so, away from your house. That's right. Also helps us pay for our hookers and beer. And th- there's that too. Um, so with all that being said, um, on behalf of Andrew, Corny, Sam, uh, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we won't be uh, in black and white. In living color. Oh, there you go. Yeah. In living color. You can be who you want to be. In living color. Yeah.